I'm McKinney Smith. In 2009, while going through a divorce, I decided to jump straight into entrepreneurship. In 2012, I lost my sister and asked myself, what legacy do I want to leave behind? Since then, I've become a serial entrepreneur, helping other women publish their books, produce their podcasts, and reach their big goals to walk in their greatness. I realized the importance of sharing our stories of resilience and how it can be another's guide to walk in a manner worthy of their calling. We are blessed to be a blessing. So get ready to be blessed with an inspiring testimony. Hey, Legacy Leavers, thank you for joining us in the Awaken My Stilettos podcast, the top 1.5% most popular show in the world where we have conversations with amazing women that are letting us step into their shoes. I help women to own their voice so they can create impact, prosperity, and legacy. I get inspired when I see another woman succeeding, but what interests me more is her backstory and her mindset on how she got there. So today's guest is about to bless us with her testimony, and since you're already here, you may as well subscribe. Today we have Alicia Reese. She's a strategist, author, and transformation coach. She's the principal for RGLP Group, LLC co-founder of True Yoga Agency and co-host of Triggered AF, the podcast. Through transformative learning and development programs, she's helped executives and professionals get unstuck through massive but strategic and intentional action. Alicia has transformed her life from domestic violence victim to thriver. She has worked with and spoken for organizations from the entertainment stage to the corporate boardroom, including UPS, Verizon, Bank of America, Vogue Italia, Essence, BuzzFeed, and much more. So please welcome to the show, Alicia. Hey, how are you? Hey, girl. I am good. I am good. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on and share your story with us. Thank you for having me. I do not take it lightly um, that anyone would want to learn from, glean from, and find inspiration in my story. So thank you for sharing it. Wow. I'm I'm truly honored. Um, you know, I love connecting with like-minded women on social media, and I only follow women who inspire me. And you're one of those women that I follow. So I wanted to have you come on and share your story with the Legacy Leavers community, because I know there is so much value that they're going to gain from today's episode. Listen, I'm I'm excited. We talked to change some lives. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So before we jump into, you know, where you are presently, just as an icebreaker question, I love to ask this because I believe, you know, when, when we're kids, we have vivid imaginations and, you know, fantasies and yeah. we have all these dreams of what we want to do and who we want to be. And like before society and our environment tries to limit us and tell us who we should be or, you know, to be realistic. So I would yeah. love to know, like, what did you want to be when you were a little girl? Huh. You know, what's funny is so I had a really low self-esteem growing up. So when I was a little girl, and this is going to sound hella reckless, um, but when I was <laughs> a little girl, I just wanted to be white. Mm. And it sounds 
crazy when I think about it now and not in any negative sense, just in the sense that I literally hated myself so much. I wanted to be anybody but me. And the furthest thing away that I could think of being was white. For me, it took a really, really long time for me to come to the understanding and the belief that who I am is not only enough, um, but it's exactly who I'm supposed to be. And what's in me is not only what I need in order to fulfill my purpose and my vision in life, but by anchoring into that, by acknowledging the goodness, the good, the areas of opportunity, Mm -hmm. and also the brilliance in me that I'd really truly be able to be okay with me. So I didn't have very high hopes and dreams um, at all when I was a kid. Wow. Wow. So, I mean, you've experienced, you know, poverty and homelessness and domestic violence and all kinds of things. And I would love to know how you got to where you are presently. Like share your journey of how you got to where you are today. Well, for me, I'm persistent like a motherfucker. Once I finally, and it, it, it's so funny. So I grew up super, super religious, um, church seven days a week, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Monday at 12, Tuesday at 12, uh, Tuesday night at seven, Wednesday at 12, Wednesday at eight, Thursday at 12, Thursday at five, Friday at 12, Saturday at 8 p.m. So wow. I grew up, bro, I've had <laughs> church for three lifetimes. I'm good, love, and joy. <laughs> Um, no disrespect to anyone who still, you know, subscribes and loves it. Live your best life. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I grew up super religious and how my parents, um, how they practiced their religion, um, was very, very restrictive. Um, and it wasn't focused on doing anything, at least for my parents, anything outside of, uh, the church and, For me, when I looked at the results of our life based on the decisions that they had made, I made a very early decision that that did not work for me. Mm -hmm. For me, I am I am very results focused and I pay attention to how does this feel? How does this look? What actions have I taken that have produced whatever the result is? If I don't like it, if it doesn't make me feel good or make me feel connected, then I I, I don't do it. So I made decisions with that low self-esteem because like I said, I had it for a really, really long time. In my gut, I knew that, okay, there's something different about me. I'm able to do things that are very, very difficult for other people, but are easy for me. There is something different. But because of that, that upbringing and that background, I had a whole lot of stuff that I had to work through. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things I am grateful for about my upbringing is, is I grew up in kind of like a dichotomous situation, right? So at night, um, I, we'd be living in poverty, roaches, rats, extreme hoarding. My mother's an extreme hoarder. So it was very, very difficult at night. But then in the daytime, my mother, um, she had bartered her cleaning services so that we could go to a private Christian school, hence the church every day. Mm. <laughs> um, so the one thing that I am grateful for about that experience 
is, is it allowed me to do things that I normally, being impoverished, you'd never experience. So we would attend operas. I was sitting on um, the boards for the city council. Um, I was going to Yale club meetings and yacht club meetings. So I was seeing how the other half lived. Mm -hmm. And then I would see how I was living. And for me, the reconciliation was that was things may not look and feel like how I want them to now. But if I can just push, because I would honestly look at people and I would say, what's the difference between me and them? And I'm not talking about skin color or religion or anything like that. The constant, because I, I would listen intently to their stories, was that they just wouldn't give up. And then when I would sneak and listen to it, because I wasn't allowed to listen to the devil's music, but when I would sneak and listen <laughs> to some, listen to like um, some rappers and interviews from people, the constant and persistent theme was that they did not give up. It's hard to be the person who won't quit. Mm. It is really, really hard. So for me, it was either I will win or I will die, but I will not be giving up, period. Wow. Wow. I have goosebumps right now. Like this is, this is why I do this podcast, you know, hearing <laughs> the inspiring stories of resilience. You know, sometimes we may see somebody on social media and we all create our own picture or story about someone's life based on one picture, right? Based on one Instagram yeah. feed and doing the show allows us to hear stories like yours. We get to hear your journey behind the feed. We get to know on a deeper level who you are as a person, you know, behind the the curated feeds. Like you have such an inspiring story. And, you know, one thing that I see on the show all the time is that our pain bursts our purpose. Every single, Absolutely. every single one of you women that have been on the show, your story stemmed from or the, your where you are now, your mindset, your 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 view of life, your perception, your drive stem from the pain that you once experienced. And for me, just hearing that, like even though I've you know had my own um, adversities, but just hearing your stories inspires me to keep going. It inspires you know me to want to do more. You're, st I'm like at a loss for words right now. <laughs> 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 like, you know, even how you grew up going to church seven days a week, you know, I didn't, my mother, I'll, I'll say she was a, a single, a single mom, worked multiple jobs, didn't have the time when I was little to take me yeah. to church. So I would go to church with the neighbors, you know, I would go to mm. Bible study on Wednesday with the neighbors <clears throat> and then on Sunday with the neighbors until later in life when my mom got into, I'm going to say, I guess, dedicating the time and energy to go back to church. Yeah. And now that she's in ministry, it's almost like I'm looking at it the way that you looked at it back then, where you're like, you saw certain things and was like, mm, yeah, that's that's not what I want my life to be. Mind you, I still have a yeah. very close relationship with God, but I don't believe in religion. But Oh, I love God. And I want yeah. to make that super clear. I, yes. I I believe in relationship. Um, my life doesn't work without God. I'm not confused about that at all. Right. Um, however, <laughs> I, have, mm. I have experienced uh, some things where I'm just like, mm, I think I'm going to make a different choice. Mm -hmm. No disrespect to someone else's choice. I absolutely honor 
the fact that every single person gets to choose. It is all about choice. It, it, you cannot control who and where and how you were born, but you absolutely get to control how you will activate and live your life. Mm-hmm. You can decide to, to use the excuse of, oh, this happened to me, that happened to me, and because of this, I am incapable or unable. That is a choice. Be hella clear. That mm-hmm. is a choice. You are making a choice, and that's okay. Own your choice. Own the choice that you made. If you don't want to do shit because you decided that life has caused you to suffer and you were going to pay it back by not doing anything, okay. Mm -hmm. But understand to every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. There are consequences, both good and bad. Many people only use consequence as a bad thing. No, the consequences, the consequence for me deciding to dedicate myself fully to my purpose means not only do I free myself, but I free those who I was sent to serve. Mm. That's a consequence mm-hmm. of my decision. Right. The same is true for every other decision that we make. And because again, I'm super results focused. I was always, especially when it came to religion, I would look at some folks and I would see, I'm like, you are whole miserable. Mm-hmm. You are a miserable person. Mm-hmm. You are miserable to yourself. You are miserable and torture and torment others. But yet you're talking about how you are such a big whatever, you know, insert religion here. And I'm just like, that's not how it's supposed to be. You can't claim to be nasty as hell to the people who are in your life or who you come in contact with and also claim to be a, a, a spokesperson of the most high. Right. I just, I don't understand. I'm, it confuses yeah. the, the hell out of me. I'm like, that's mm-hmm. not it. I don't think he wants you as his spokesperson, sis. <laughs> <laughs> sis I agree. I agree a thousand percent. I, I used to like, and this was, I'm going to say a, a struggle for me where I, when I started going to church heavily, um, well, not as heavy as you, girl, um, but like twice, <laughs> twice, twice a week. <laughs> I was going twice a week, but it was like the people that I was encountering in there were miserable. You could see on their face that they were miserable. The way they interacted with people, they were miserable. But I wanted to be a representation of love because I'm like the yeah. God that I know is love, right? That you know, it's yeah. about connection and alignment and leading by example. But then in those environments, you know, they could use, you know, scripture and throw words at you and argue left, right, and center using the word, but yet their life wasn't a reflection of that. So I love how you talk about being results driven because I truly believe that, you know, you should see the fruits of your labor. So when you were talking about consequences and reactions to to actions and stuff, I was thinking about what you said about um, struggle. And it's like, we don't have an option when it comes to pain, but we have a choice when it comes to the struggle, right? The Absolutely. suffering. Mm-hmm. And and hearing stories like yours where you took the pain that you were given and you made choices to do differently. You know, people always talk about and we always, you know, see written everywhere that, you know, God determines our life and our path and all those things. And but I also believe that he gave us choice. You know, we Absolutely. can choose which which path we we use to get there. So yeah, free I will love, is a thing. Yes, it is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I love how you focus on relationships. So I would love to learn more about how you've used relationships to leverage, build the life that you have presently. 
Absolutely. So like I said, I I knew I was very clear because I've always been very intuitive. So I was super clear that how we were living and how other people were living, that there were some major differences. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there were some major differences in, 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 what, in what that looked like. And so for me, it was, okay, if the way out because I truly believe that education is a way out. And I'm not just talking about formal education. You can educate yourself in in so many ways. Um, But for me, I decided that, okay, the way that I was going to get out was I was going to do a really good job at A, educating myself, but I was also going to tap into the power of being connected to other people. The power, because to me, that is that represents progress. Mm-hmm. Your connection represents powerful progress because who you are connected to can change the game for you. Mm-hmm. I can get on the phone any day of the week and I can call at least three multimillion dollar women who've built extravagant businesses to help me push and build my own. Mm-hmm. That's the power of relationship. I can call a company and tell them I need assistance with this. I need to partner with this. And then I'm able to move things forward. That's to me, the power of relationship, but it can't just be a, what can I get from you? How can you help me? What does it do for me? You know, what about me, 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 me. And so I have always believed in coming from a place of service because you can serve your way into and out of whatever it is that you're experiencing. Mm-hmm. So for me, what that service looks like is, is I understood and got super clear on, especially when I felt like I wasn't worth very much, mm-hmm. um, I would always tap into, but what can I bring to the table? Because too many people want to have their hand out, gimme, 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 and not enough people want to be or are willing to reach up or pull up. Like, how do you do that? Mm -hmm. In a world full of liabilities, you've got to figure out how can I be an asset? Because at every single level of your experience and of your journey, you have something that makes you an asset. It's called your, your, your value. And I'm not Mm -hmm. talking about your values in that, you know, you, you have integrity, you're generous. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about your value. Value means it's worth something. Your ability to communicate makes you valuable. Your ability to solve problems makes you valuable. That is a part of your value. And so I tapped into my value at every level and stage of the game, understanding that every room I step into is different simply because I'm in that motherfucker. Every Mm. single one. I don't care if it's a billionaire in there. I don't care if it's a homeless person in there. I don't care if it's... 15 women and men who have done way more things in life that I have done, I still bring value to the table. And because I mm. anchor myself in it and have done so at every stage of the game, identifying at least one valuable thing I brought to the table, I'm able to speak confidently and also clearly recognize when there is an opportunity for me to assert my value in service to whomever it is I'm looking to build a relationship with. Mm-hmm. There's a woman, Sonia Jackson Miles. I will forever be grateful for Sonia Jackson Miles. She is one of my mentors. Um, she also has been a sponsor in my life. I met her at a luncheon um, that she was speaking at, and they essence calls her the billion dollar woman because she used to run the the billion dollar budgets for Ford Motor Company and Procter and Gamble. 
Now she was up speaking. And again, because I'm super aware of my value and everybody listening to this, I want you to take out a piece of paper and I want you to write on not what are your values. We not on that right now. <laughs> what, <laughs> what value do you bring to the table? Is it your ability to draw? Is it your ability to design? Is it your ability to solve problems? Is it your ability to strategize? Those are all valuable to people who you would be of service to. People pay for that. People protect their assets. Your value makes you an asset, especially mm-hmm. if you're clear on what it is. And so at speaking, she was talking about a new initiative that she was launching about leaving her her very well-paid, high, high-salaried corporate job. And she was, you know, talking about her vision and all this stuff. And I know that I am a project man. I was a project manager in corporate America. I know how to take an idea from your head to your hand in a very short amount of time and realize results. Mm. I am excellent at it. I can launch literally strategically with my eyes closed two o'clock in the morning. I can create a strategy for you that would help you connect and achieve the results that you're looking for. And so when she was speaking, I literally came up with a strategy right there at the table. And I, I went up to her afterwards and I'm like, hey, I know you have this event that you're producing and all these things that you're doing. I would love to come and be your back of the house manager. Do you have one? And she was like, no. I said, okay, well, that's going to be my gift to you. I want to support you. Mm. And she looked at me like, what? Again, in a world full of liabilities, show yourself to be an asset and you will find yourself protected and you will find yourself in rooms that you couldn't have dreamt up. Mm -hmm. So I told her I was going to help her. She's like, well, I don't have any money to pay you. And I was like, I didn't ask for money. I said, my gift to you will be, I am going to help you. I booked my flight couple days later to go to Ohio. I had never been to Ohio. <laughs> My flight. <laughs> a couple days later uh, to go to Ohio. She told me what hotel they were at. Now, mind you, because I told her I would help her, that meant she had to give me her contact information. Right. You see how I just yep. did that? I had never been connected to her. I Honestly, that was my first introduction to her at that venue. But because I am so in tune with the value that I bring to the table, And I pay very close attention when my intuition is speaking. Mm -hmm. I flew to Ohio a few weeks later and I ran her back of the house. The event was, I mean, it was a smashing success. She was awarded um, from the, the, I believe, the city councilwoman at the time, like just all type of things. And she and I, we remained mentee and mentor. She would call me, check up on me. We developed a really dope relationship. I moved to New York. I want to say a couple years later, I might be fuzzy on the time because, you know, I'm a little experienced in age, (laughs) Um, but I moved to New York and I was having the hardest time. It was such a struggle for me. And I was transparent with her and, and I told her, I'm like, hey, this is, this is much harder than I imagined it to be. Um, I need help. And she said, you still do marketing, right? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, okay, great. I'm going to call you back. She calls me back. She's like, you know who Zendaya is, right? I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I know who Zendaya is. She's like, okay, great. She has a fashion line that she's coming out with and they need a lot of help. They need assistance with marketing. Would you be willing to work for them? As a, you know, it'd still be under my company, but as a project, would you be willing to do it? I was like, uh, duh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) What are you asking? Mm -hmm. So 
I came onto that project, worked with that project for over a year. That was a six-figure project. She she helped me pull in, not helped, she orchestrated mm-hmm. my my first six-figure project. Um, and it was working with Zendaya, one of the dopest wow. human beings, yeah. kind as you, like just did not disappoint in terms of personality. But that was because of a relationship. That wasn't because I was smarter than anybody else. It wasn't mm-hmm. because I was better than anybody else. It was because I understand the transformative power of investing in mutually beneficial relationships. I didn't go up to her like so many others that I heard at that event asking, will you be my mentor? Can right. you help me get this job? Can you help me get this opportunity? That was not my focus. I wanted to build a long lasting relationship. And so instead of going up with, can you, will you lend me, give me da, 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 it was, how can I be of service to you? Mm. Can I tell you how many gems you just gave in that one story? (laughs) 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 And that is why in the beginning, before you started your story, you said to get out your paper and your pen and take notes. Because, listen, you can't just listen. That intentionality thing, I tell people all the time, I am, because I'm an introvert, I have to be very intentional because yes. I only have so much energy before I give out. Yeah. And that's just that's just being honest. And it's so funny because God decided to give me a hella extroverted daughter. And I just be sitting here looking at good sis like, yo, WTF, what is going on? <laughs> See, so hard. I'm I'm a heavy introvert, so every time I talk about it on the show, people are like, "How you know you're on social media?" I'm like, "Trust me, you, you don't get how introverts work. I need to be alone to recharge. Don't call me without texting and ask first if I'm a, like, don't yeah, yes. no, <laughs> like all that, of that is so rude, <laughs> especially when they Facetime and you have not gotten my what? approval." What is wrong FaceTime? I will not answer unless you are my that's, child. <laughs> listen, that's like coming to my house and walking inside and expecting me to <laughs> greet you warmly. I did not know you were coming. But what is that? Listen, I will hear you knocking on the door. My dog will be barking. If I did not invite you or you did not announce yourself ahead of time, I am not opening the door. <laughs> listen, I ain't going to do it. Not, no, no. <laughs> Self preservation. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. But okay. So you gave so many gems within that story in itself. And on top of that, you helped confirm something for me because I have always been a believer in exchange of value because there is value in more than just money. And Mm -hmm. I tell my mentees all the time, because, you know, they always want to, they're like, well, how do you connect with this person online or that person online? And it's like, stop approaching people with what you know they can do for you what do you have to offer them right so exactly. always start with the exchange of value to build the relationship and i feel like you know i've been an entrepreneur for almost 12 years and oh, wow. i feel like the relationships that i have built with people and being able to be a value to them and to help others um has been what's helped me to be who i am presently but Definitely. there was a former church sister who, you know, was considered an elder, had posted something on social media maybe about a year ago. And it kind of had me conflicted because she was basically like, 
you know, she can't stand people who use their, you know, celebrity connections to uh, like, it was basically a projection of her insecurities within the post. And I read it. And for a while, I was just like, okay, well, you're supposed to be like an elder to me. And it made me question what I was doing almost. Um, Mm. And I, for a while, I kind of sat there pondering. When I say a while, I mean like a couple of weeks. And I was just like, well, am I approaching things like the wrong way? And then I was like, no, I'm I'm not. I'm not those. I had to, you know, be like, no, those are her insecurities that she's projecting and went back to connecting with people. Um, But you pointing out the exchange of value is a big one because there may be someone listening right now that may not even know what their value is, but if they were paying attention, go and rewind, you know, you gave a list of suggestions for them to write down to figure out what the value is that they can offer to somebody else, how they can be of service. Yeah. You just gave so many gems on there, girl. (laughs) And my thing too, is this, A, understand too, most people project Mm-hmm. Like if you can just at the core or just of your understanding and belief, most people, they project. Why? Mm-hmm. Because when you're going through something, you feel like you're the only person. Like mm-hmm. nobody else could possibly. Same thing with entrepreneurship. Every single entrepreneur will tell you they're lonely or they felt lonely when they were building their business and all these things. Why? Because they felt like they were the only person going through it. Mm-hmm. So projection, you can people cannot help to project. It is a human thing. It's mm-hmm. not that they're bad or anybody else is bad. Projection happens because most of us can only see as far as what our minds will allow. And so that's okay that sis felt like you using celebrity connections or whatever the case may be, you know, she can't stand people do it. Okay. You sound like you're mad that you don't have the connection that you Mm. need to push the agenda that you want. Mm. And that's cool. My good Mm -hmm. sis, that's okay. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make you a bad person. It just means you need to go back to the drawing board and start again, coming from a place of service. I never come from a gimme, 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 because a, that's not my personality. Mm -hmm. And B, I absolutely understand that when you put yourself in a position of servitude, especially when it comes from a pure heart, folks can't help but return to you what it is that you're putting out. If you Mm -hmm. want to go from Bible, what you sow is what you'll reap. reap. If you want to go from farming, (laughs) (laughs) what you put into the ground is what you're going to eventually harvest. If you want to go from the spirituality aspect, the law of karmic reciprocity. So either way, (laughs) what you put out is what's going to come back That's number one. (laughs) And your gifts and talents are supposed to make room for you. Room means provision. Provision means access, resources, money, opportunities. That's all provision. So Mm -hmm. hell yeah, I'm going to use every single relationship I got, whether Mm -hmm. it's connecting with the billionaire, whether it's connecting with the president, or whether it's connecting with the executive over a country. Hell yeah, I'm going to use those connections because I would be a fool not to. Not to. Mm Mm-hmm. Preach. Like, I want to snap my fingers right now. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Because it don't make sense. You're literally telling me. That if I have an oxygen mask and I need to breathe a little easier, that it's selfish for me to put on my oxygen mask. How does mm-hmm. that make sense? Make mm-hmm. it make sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you. Like I said, you helped confirm something for me. So thank you. <laughs> not, not a problem. Not a problem. <laughs> so what would you say is your superpower? I am a powerful connector. 
and a strategist. I would say those those are my are my superpowers. Connector in that, I, I truly believe that the reason I wasn't born wealthy in, in the flesh, now in spirit, yes, but not in the flesh. The reason <laughs> I wasn't born wealthy in the flesh is, is because I needed to tap into what's the best way to put this? A person who's been a sinner and is now delivered from their sin can be much more empathetic than the person who has never done any wrong because they cannot understand struggle or going through something or working through something or having to overcome something. If you notice, even everybody uh, that God chose in the Bible, whether you believe it's real or fake or parable or whatever, if you just take a look at the examples, every single person he chose had a major impediment. Mm-hmm. None of them were perfection. Mm-hmm. Absolutely none of them. And even if you go further, if you believe in Jesus, in his lineage, he came, I think it what Rahab, she was a whole prostitute, a whole mm-hmm. madam, like mm-hmm. a whole one. Sis was mm-hmm. selling her vagina for dollars, like mm-hmm. <laughs> a dollar for a <laughs> Listen, <laughs> make a dollar for a dollar. Like it was a real <laughs> so that whole oh I need to be perfect or I have to have this or I whatever 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 that is completely inaccurate the more you settle into these are my area of, oppor- of opportunities and you actually commit to working on and working through and growing through those things that's where the real impact comes in because then you're able to have a level of compassion and mm-hmm. empathy yeah. That most and many couldn't fathom having because they have not had the experiences that you have had. Mm-hmm. Yes, so I, I agree. I don't even know if I answered the question, but. Listen, you were just <laughs> preaching just now. I'm like, mm-hmm, yep. <laughs> My head's just bobbing back and forth. <laughs> I'm like, yes, girl, preach. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so, okay. So what keeps you up at night? Like, you've, you know what your superpower is, you know what your, your value is, you know what you bring to the table, but like, what keeps you up at night? What's, what are some things that you may have not accomplished yet or things that you, or an impact that you want to make in the world still? So I'm going to be very honest. I, I value rest. Mm-hmm. So absolutely nothing keeps me up at night. I don't care if I got $2 to my name. I'm going to get some rest. <laughs> um, that is number one. Um, and for me, there's a comfortability that comes in knowing that you have access. And I read a lot. Like when I say a lot, I, I read a whole, whole lot. Mm-hmm. There's a comfortability that comes when you are super clear on the fact that not only have you tapped into your highest value, but you have connected that value to your purpose and to the impact uh, that you want to make in the world. So how I show up is always with that energy. So it doesn't keep, nothing keeps me up at night because I'm super clear on the fact that either I'm working towards it or it's on the way mm-hmm. because I've, I've, I've been consistent in putting in the work and no, I'm not burning myself out to do it because I don't think that's practical or makes sense. Um, but I am committed to my purpose. 
And whether it's fulfilled today or continue or fulfilled 10 years from now or 30 years from now, because of my commitment, like I told you from the beginning, I am persistent. Either I will win or it is my time to go and meet my maker. Those mm-hmm. are the only options. Either I will or I will. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Love it. I tell my partner, (laughs) I tell my partner all the time and he laughs at me. He's like, how do you do that? He's like, things, literally things could be like burning down all around you and you're still consistently going. And I always say, I have no choice. And he says, well, that's a lie. You do have a choice. And so I started to switch it. And now I say, I am choosing the only choice that is an option for me, which Mm. is to make it happen. Right. So mm-mm, nothing keeps me up because I, I believe in rest. Rest is a revolution. <laughs> I believe in rest too. I call myself the nap queen. Okay. So that part, we are if, resting. If I did not get at least seven and a half hours of sleep that night, I have to have a nap somewhere in the middle of the day. Okay. Amen. Because we are resting. Yes. Rest is our revolution. We deserve yes. rest. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I even love how you talked about, you know, you read a lot. I posted on Instagram this week because I used to be that person where I used to struggle to read. Like my attention span was not there. Like I have a daughter who's diagnosed Me too. with an ADD. Like, listen, I used to struggle a, with struggle. one paragraph, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. It used to take me a whole year to read one book. But this year I've read 20 books and majority of them have Ooh. been, you know, personal development or, you know, mm-hmm. memoirs like Alicia Keys and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. There's so much hidden in books that if people actually just took the time to read, they would gain so much knowledge and wisdom, not just from other people's stories, but from, you know, like things that have been proven within science or um, whatever. Like there's just so much. I Just reading those 20 books this year, I don't even feel like I'm the same person. Yeah. And can I be honest with you? I still struggle to read because I, I too have, I have ADHD. Mm-hmm. So it is very difficult for me to keep my attention span mm-hmm. focused long enough to finish a book. Sometimes I have to reread a chapter four mm-hmm. or five, not a chapter, sorry, a section four or five times before I get it. Yes. But again, Either I will or I will. Those are the options. So yes, it takes me longer to read a book. No, it's not an instant thing for me where, oh, I just got it and we good and we going from there. No, it takes me longer and that's okay. This is my journey. This is my race. I get to run it however I want to. And no matter what, you know, diagnoses have been placed on me, I still get to live this life how I want to live it. And I love the knowledge that I find in books. So even though, yes, it does take me a little longer sometimes, it's still my path and my journey to run. So I'm going to read these books slow as I need to <laughs> Yes, because they got something in them that I need. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, preach. Okay. <laughs> So I have a daughter who's diagnosed with ADHD and they say that it is hereditary. And I just keep saying to her, like, I haven't officially been diagnosed, but I keep apologizing to her because I feel like it definitely (laughs) comes from me. But um, because of my struggle to actually read at a pace that I would like to, I actually... I started doing one audiobook a month so that I can get through the book. And then if I feel like I need it in physical form, then I'll either purchase the ebook or physical book. Um, Mm -hmm. I find my attention span to sit and read and like flip a page. still not there. And that's okay. 
Mm-hmm. And that is okay. Like whoever said that we had to do it one way or it wasn't functional or it didn't work, it's a whole lie. Yeah. Do it how, however works for you. We don't have to just say, well, this is how they said it has to be done. So that's just it. No, they also said that slavery was a thing and clearly that mm. wasn't it. Mm. So do things however mm. it works for you. If it works for you, then keep the party going. Okay, Sarah, Sarah will be, be, be okay with whatever works for you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> okay. So before we go to the final segment of the show, I want you to tell the people where they can stay connected with you online and get more of you. Well, y'all can find my goofy self um, at Alicia Reese um, everywhere because I did not want to make it complicated. And my name is spelled very unique because my mother, she said she knew and sis was right. Um, <laughs> it's, spelled, <laughs> it's spelled A-L-E-C. H-I-A, last name Reese, R-E-E-S-E. Love it. Awesome. So I will definitely have all of the links to your socials and website in the detailed section so they don't have to search too far. They can just click and connect with you directly. Awesome sauce. (laughs) All right. So for the final segment of the show, it's almost like a rapid fire. I call it a walk in her wisdom. I ask a couple questions and you can respond in whether it be one word or one sentence. Sometimes I may ask you to unpack because I like to break my own rules. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Name a book that has changed or greatly impacted your life. It's two, The Big Leap and We Should All Be Millionaires by Rachel Rogers. Mm. I read both of those, both amazing books with amazing principles in them. You guys need to go and get those books. What's the biggest surprise you've had in the past year? My ability to forgive, to grow, and to go deeper in love. Mm, That is so powerful. I almost want to unpack that, but I'm going to move to the next question. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, okay. If you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, what would it say and why? If I could have it anywhere, I would actually have a gigantic virtual billboard um, that would go across the banners of folks' Instagram. Ha, ha, ha. And (laughs) I would have it say, you only have today to discover what brings you joy now? Mm. What new belief, behavior, or habit has improved your life in the last five years? The belief that I don't control everything and that that is okay because it releases me from the pressure of having to make it happen. Mm. I just do what I'm supposed to do. And literally the universe that God created, it goes to work in producing what I'm supposed to have. I love it. I even love how you said that the universe that God created, because, you know, church folk get upset when they hear people say the universe, (laughs) but God created the universe. (laughs) Yeah. He created it to work for me. So hell yeah. I'm going to say the universe because he created it for me. Mind your business. Right. (laughs) I love it. Okay. Last but not least, what do you wish women would do more of? Ooh, uh, this one, I may may have a few folks who get upset with me for this one, but I don't care. (laughs) Um, I wish women would make better decisions with their actual desires in mind. And what I mean by that, and I know you didn't ask me to unpack it, but I'm going to have to. Mm -hmm. Um, 
too many women make decisions based off of, I should do this, I need to do this, instead of, this will bring me the greatest level of joy. Mm-hmm. This will assist me in achieving my desired goal for my life. Instead, we do should, could, would, all of the things, doing everything for everyone else because we should do it. And then we find ourselves five, seven, 10 years down the line looking at a life that's unfulfilled, not because it couldn't be, but because we didn't make decisions with us in mind first. That was so powerful. My, my brain is like, okay, but I want to unpack this. And I'm looking at the time. I'm like, oh, okay. So we're going to have to have a part two and have you back on another episode. <laughs> Honestly, thank you so much, Alicia, for sharing like so much wisdom today. This was, I knew it was going to be a fruitful episode, but it was so, I'm going to say so aligned with everything that I believe. And it was also so confirming for me. So I just want to thank you for everything. I truly, truly appreciate you. No, thank you for having me. Like I said, I, I don't take it lightly that anyone um, would want to bring me you know, to their audience and have discussions about things that I'm most passionate about, which is value, purpose, and the impact of the work that we do. So thank you. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much. And to all of you legacy leavers out there until next time, subscribe on all platforms. Don't forget to rate the show and leave us a review. And thanks to all of you who have been listening and left reviews so that we globally rank in the top 1.5% of most popular shows. And that's out of over 2.5 million podcasts. (laughs) And if you could think of, and I'm going to challenge you to three, if you can think of three women that would receive value from hearing Alicia's story today, please share it with them. Feel free to screenshot this week's episode and you can tag us on Instagram. You can tag her at Alicia Reese. That's spelled A-L-E-C-H-I-A-R-E-E-S-E. And you can tag myself at The Real McKinney Smith and continue to walk in greatness in your stilettos in a manner worthy of your calling. 